I got uh, sort of tickled at Brother Rigney this morning. Strange thing, I won't tell you, I'm just strange, strange fella. Strange things will pop in my mind at strange times. He was preaching real good this morning, and I saw him look up to that screen, and I know what he was doing. He was looking at that clock. Uh, I think it was Mavis back behind me. I heard her talking. Was it not you, Mavis? I thought it was. I thought I recognized that voice. I said, quit looking at the clock. Quit looking at the clock. And my mind goes back to the day as a kid growing up, you know. Brother Igney used to say about 40 years ago when he was in this pulpit how, how as he got older, you know, things come back to his mind of, I'm getting there. Because things pop in my mind. I remember as a kid growing up, church fights just about started through whether to take down the clock or leave it up in the church. Sort of like the board that had the attendance on it, you know. We liked to have church fights, taking those board down. Because it's just strange. It hit me this morning of how we went full circle from taking the clock down to putting it back up, you know. It's here again. It's good to be in God's house. And uh, you heard a great message this morning. He almost got where I was wanting to go this morning. And uh, we'll just see where it, where it heads this morning, tonight. I was sitting two weeks ago at uh, Lee University in a luncheon with state directors and some of the executive committee and, and Dr. Paul Kahn. And he made a statement. It didn't have anything to do with what he was talking about, but it got in my spirit. And he talked about we in the church today, we are the gatekeepers. We are the gatekeepers. That just grabbed a hold of me. I mean, I could not get it off my mind. Didn't hear anything else he said, to be honest with you. I don't know what he said. He always enjoyed hearing him speak. But it was during a luncheon, you know, they have to say those nice things. But that one thing, it just caught my spirit. And I hadn't been able to get it off my mind. And uh, pastor, when I got back, told me he was going to have to be out of town. And I thought, now I know why. Now I know why. And then after pastor speaking this morning, we'll see if that's a fact or not. <laughs> We're gatekeeper. We're the gatekeeper. When I think about all the kids going back to school, those Christians that will be in those schools, they're going to be the gatekeeper. And we, we look at scriptures, now Second Kings, the 7th chapter, and I'm going to read in the 10th verse, and, and this is one of those sermons, I'm going to read this scripture and go from there. We won't come back to it. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city. And they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Armenians, and behold, there was no one there, nor the voice of a man, only the horses tied, and the donkeys tied, and the tents just as they were. The gatekeepers called and told it within the king's household. And I'm going to stop right there, and we're just going to talk about the gatekeeper. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I love you tonight. Lord, I pray that you will let your words become what we need tonight. As Pastor Rigney said this morning, it's not by accident when we're in church or when we come. It's always a reason. 
always something that God wants to speak to us. It's not up to God whether we receive it. It's not up to God whether we put it to work or put it to use or it becomes a part of our spirit. It's up to us. That's the greatness of your power. Father, I pray that you'll touch your word. Touch our few minutes together tonight. Stir us, Lord, as you've stirred me. Put it in our spirit of what we need to do in these last days. In Christ's name, amen and amen. We need gatekeepers in our world today. As an introduction, we see it on the news all the time. A mentally deranged man opens fire in a theater, killing and wounded. And the killing ends only because someone stops him. A man on a subway in New York not long ago jumps onto the track in front of a fast-moving train and risking his own life to save the life of another. Just this week in our, our town, over 500 police invaded our city and made many arrests in order to stop the crimes in our city. Time and time again we see where common things go on and extraordinary people doing heroic deeds come in and help. They're the gatekeepers in our society and in our life. I began to search after I was sitting in that luncheon and it became a part of my spirit and I couldn't get it, get it off my mind. In fact, I didn't hardly get out of that room until I told, told Sheena, I said, did you catch what he said? She didn't catch it. But I said, a gatekeeper. I, I can't get that. We're the gatekeeper of those that are around us. I began to look at the scripture, and when I got back to the motel, didn't even wait till we got home, and, and I see that it's mentioned over 300 times in different verses where it talks about uh, uh, the, the different verses about gatekeepers or gates and doors that were, were, are mentioned. And, and we know that a gate is a place of access or denial. We can either get in or it can keep us from getting in. Just like the lock in your door, your castle. You're, you're able to prevent people from coming in or letting those come in that you want. And so we realize and we see, you know, many of you have probably stayed in places when we stayed on vacation. We stayed in a gated community, but I never did see the gate close. You know, it was open the whole time. There's times that we've been to Branson and different places and we'd stay in gated communities where we had to show them our ID when we went in the door. We've all been there and been places such as that. The gatekeeper's very, very important. Uh, this yesterday when, when uh, I was in Little Rock for the dedication of our, our new state offices and I, I was with uh, uh, Brother... Uh, Griffiths, our first general overseer, and we began to talk as we was driving down the road, just the, him and his wife and me and Sheen, and, and we began to s discuss the, the terrible things that were going on in our society and in our world. And, and one thing that he said, he said, my parents said the same thing, but he said they went through the Great Depression and God saw them through. 
And I believe that we're going to go through some rough times. And Pastor uh, mentioned some things this morning of what's going on in our world. But we need to be the gatekeeper to stay close because uh, we may go through it. But God will help us as we go through it. Brother Griffiths began to share with us some, some, some things that were going on. If you recall here just the last few weeks, and, and it popped in my mind when he was saying that, that, that the, the city of Jonesboro on their website had a scripture or something on their website. And there was a group way off, I think it was where, in Wisconsin or somewhere, that, that, that told them, you have to... Take that off. It offends me, and you have to take that off. Or they were, uh, say, they were going to do some type of, uh, uh, of action to them, sue them or whatever. And, and Brother Griffiths was sharing with us, you don't understand. Brother Rigney pointed on it some this morning of you don't understand what is going on in our world and in our churches and in our society today. Dr. Kahn, in our meetings, he, he said, pray for us. Seriously pray for us because we're going through some, some difficult days ahead of us. And he said, when I get out of this luncheon, I've got to go back and meet with our lawyers. And we've met all week. Come to find out, Dr. Griffiths shared a little bit about what's going on in that. And it's not just the start. And you were right on target this morning, Pastor Rigney, that the enemy's coming against our church. And if we don't become the gatekeeper and we don't become the source of prayer and the place that we stand up against the enemy, we're in some difficult times. All of us realize, and, and Brother Griffiths was sharing with us, said, said we're, we're living in, in a time to where things are, are, are such a fast pace and, and the government is, is about to walk into our, our religious liberties and take them away. Several instances are happening. Social media is a part of it. We have uh, ministers that are losing their license right and left just because of things that are put on social media. We're living in dark days, but God is still on our side. But we have to become the gatekeeper in our life and in our world. Dr. Griffiths was sharing with us and it, it grabbed a hope that I saw the, the direct need that, that Dr. Khan was talking about and the pressure that they're going under and it all goes back to the, the, the gay uh, rights that are going on in the world today is that the colleges, our Church of God colleges and children's home and any entity of the Church of God that takes even some of our church camps that takes or have ever taken government funds or come Coming under scrutiny. And it grabbed a hold of me of how important it is for us to hold up uh, uh, the Christian values. We've got to pray like we never have before. Dr. Griffiths was sharing that there's not a, a student that walks on any of our colleges that doesn't get some type of government help, either through a government loan. Or, or some way to pay for their books or a scholarship, and if and said they had received a letter, just like in Jonesboro, had received a letter to the general offices that 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 a, a particular group wanted to meet with the Church of God because, and it was a, a gay and lesbian group that they did not agree with our doctrine and our teaching. And I thought, wow. And what it leads to is that. 
It leads to the fact that, that, that all of our colleges and all of our... They cannot exist without the funds that come. You wouldn't have what we have. Lee College or the children's home or any of them because they could not live up to the standards that the government has put in without the funding that comes with it. He said, I feel myself, said they haven't said it, but I feel that this is the door that's fixing to open that we've got to really pray. Our next election is vitally important. The people that are in office said, we don't understand how important it really is to the church world. He said, I feel like that in, in the first stage is that they're going to attack our housing in that, that uh, uh, we want uh, gay couples to be able to live in our dorms. And then it's going to go to the teachers and the instructors. What I'm getting at tonight is that we really, I'm not sure if we understand the need of prayer in our world, in society. It's touching the very lifeblood of the church. And it's not just our church in the church of God. Every denomination is going through the same thing that believes in the truth of the word of God and what the scriptures truly say. They're all under attack. We have to be careful in the day that we live in that we'll be the gatekeeper in our society, that we'll be the gatekeeper of 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 our church and of our homes and of our family. We've got to be the gatekeeper. We've got to understand that the gatekeeper is so important. We look and we, we see that there's several things that, that I want to talk about tonight. First of all, that, that the gatekeepers are the keepers of the king. One of the Levites' duties in the scripture was to guard the king. We understand and all of us have heard and have sung songs growing up about the eastern gate. And the eastern gate in the wall of Jerusalem was known as the king's gate. It's also, it was the only gate that the king would ever enter in and out of. And you know the scripture and you know what I'm talking about when we, when we deal with this about the king's gate. We understand that the entrance to the temple came through that and the Levites, they kept guard here as well. And We understand that the scripture tells us, and several of you have been to Israel and you've seen the eastern gate, that it's sealed up and it's sealed up because one of these days Jesus is coming and the Bible says he's going to walk right through that eastern gate. But there's gate, there were the Levites were the gatekeepers of those gates. They secured those gates. That's known as the king's gate. And then there's the gatekeepers of the house, of, of God's house. The Levites, they guarded the entrance gates to make sure that no unclean thing could enter. We understand the importance of it. They guided the worshipers to assure that everything was done according to the law. They attended to the necessities of God's house. They baked the bread and, and fried the, the peace offerings. They kept fresh bread on the priest's table. And, and they did all of these things. The, 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 the 
the, the Levites did, the gatekeepers of the house of God, just as our pastor today is. Brother Danny, he is our gatekeeper in this church. He takes care. He, he looks at the sheep and he, he looks at you on a daily basis. And, and I want to tell you, he has a heart for you to keep and watch guard for you. The gatekeeper of your, your life, our pastor has it in your hands. God's put it upon him. We see that, that King David spoke of the love of God's house in Psalms 84 and 10 when he said, I had rather lie at the threshold. And what he was talking about there is the, that, that the, the lame man, he, he gathered at the gate of the temple at Acts the second chapter. And, and we see that he was there, but he said, I'd rather lie at the threshold as a, as a lame man in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked, for that is an abiding house, a, a place of being. So we understand of the need. David understood the need of of the sanctuary, of the house of God, the importance of the temple and and someone watching over us. That's why a pastor gets up every Sunday morning and shares the things that God's laid upon his heart. Not because it's just a, a, a thing that you do, but because he's the keeper of the gate of our soul. And then we see that they're, they're the gatekeeper of the city. The walls of Jerusalem had four gates at which the city could be entered. There was the, the north, south, east, and west sides of the city. And each one had a gates, and the gates were carefully guarded by the Levites so that the enemy could not get in. Ezekiel talks about, I have made you a watchman over the city. Matthew 24 talks about, know this, that if the master of the house had known the hour of the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed the house to be broken into. I want to tell you, we are all keepers of our city. We are all the the the. The, the gatekeepers of, of Blyville, Arkansas, and the surrounding community. It's up to us. And it bothers me sometimes when, when people talk about, about we need to do this and we need to do that. When I want to tell you, we've got something we can do. And that's lay before God in prayer and fasting and seek God for His... Because I want to tell you, prayer still changes things in our life. we got to be the keepers of our house. Keepers of our house. Going back to the things that I said at the beginning where this really got in my spirit is the keepers of the house. How important it is to be the keepers of our house. The importance of it. The importance of it. we got to be the keepers of our house. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 tells us that a Christian body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's important for us to understand that we've got to be the gatekeepers of what goes on in there in our lives. I tell you, I get strange things from, from a lot of different stuff. I was watching the ball game last night after coming in, and they made an illustration of some of the coaches years ago in the ball game would, would, would share with the, with the players to teach them you know that if you're going to be a ball player, you need to hang around ball players. And his, his use was the fact is ducks don't hang with geese. That just stuck in my mind. 
And it's so true if you've ever thought about it. But it's the same way in our Christian lives, young people. We've got to hang around people that's going to bless us, not that's going to curse us. If we're going to be the gatekeeper of our own soul, we've got to be careful with who we surround ourselves with. I told the kids years ago when I was youth pastor, and I said, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it's so true in our lives today. We understand that we've got to do that. There's been many times that we've been the gatekeepers of our house. We keep the gates of the souls of our family and our children. God has put us in that because the Bible said we're a royal priesthood. We can go before Him on behalf of our family and the needs of our family. And if we neglect that, we're opening the door for the enemy to come in and rob and kill and steal our homes. And we see it happening every day. It's so important. There's been times that I have called our family together and we've had family meetings. I don't know if any of y'all have ever done that. And and, and my family and my kids might not like what I say, but I'm still alive, so they're going to listen to me. I can't make them do anything, but they can listen. And there's been many times that I've shared, I don't believe this is right, and I I would share with Scripture and these are the things that need to be done and what we need to do, and on and on and on. And we see the same thing that happened in the Scripture when we see Job. We remember that Job and his household, that his kids, his sons, went out and, and would throw a feast and throw a party and have, have a good time. But Job was concerned about his kids, so much concerned that he couldn't do anything about what they were doing. But the Bible says that he went and had sacrifices sacrifices and prayers just in case his kids had sinned against God. Church, I want to tell you, it's time for us to hold up the royal priesthood and be the gatekeeper of our house and not be scared of what's going on in our house, but go before the throne room with, with, with dignity and with, with power because God gives it to us. God gives it to us. God gives it to us. Keeper of her house. We see in Luke chapter 11, we see where the Bible talks that when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking, talking about the spirit, seeking and finding none, he says. I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. How important is it for to be our own? gatekeeper of our homes and our family we've all seen it we've seen people that continue to go through sin get saved go back in sin get saved go back in sin but I don't know if you realize it but you think about it a little bit every time they go back it's they're harder than they were before why is that it's a spiritual thing the spirits 
you tend to continue to grow in there and makes it hard. Doesn't mean they can't get victory because we are the gatekeeper. We can get victory. We're the priesthood, but it gets harder. It's so important for us to do that. So important. So important. Jesus was talking here in Luke, the 11th chapter, is obvious that Jesus was referring to a man's soul and the need for the man to be diligent on his part to care for it. We find ourselves, if we're not careful, we find ourselves not being on guard of what's going on. Our children are looking at us and looking for us. I guess it comes with age. I hope that it comes with wisdom. I don't like that word age, but maybe it's wisdom as you get older. Wendell can tell me how it is when you get older later. I call it wisdom. But I find myself thinking about things. I told Sheena the last couple of days we were talking something. We could have time of our life uh, at the house. We'll just start laughing for no reason and, and get tickled at each other for stuff that we do and things that we say. Love and enjoy life. But I said something about it seems as we get older. I remember my parents, I know, were concerned about us and concerned about the things that go on, and we didn't think anything about it. But now as we get older, we take those things a whole lot more serious. We've got to be keepers of the gate. Our kids are very mindful. I remind myself often of, of little Aiden, our youngest grandbaby, how, how I believe that he wouldn't have been here if it hadn't been for prayers from around this world where I spoke with friends that I'd become in contact around the world when he was born. We didn't realize how sick he really was. And I realized how important it is to be that gatekeeper We'd go in that ICU, and I may have told this before, but every time we went in there, I carried my bottle of oil. We prayed, laid hands on them. It got to the place the nurses knew what we were in there for. We were in there two weeks with that baby and didn't hardly miss a day of not laying hands and anointing and praying for that baby. Here a few weeks ago, we were on vacation in Gulf Shores, and... Uh, Sheena, we were sitting on the deck a lot, and Aiden was with us, and Sheena got that baby, show you how easy babies can learn. This, this, this little boy's not that old yet. He's not even a year old yet. But she got that baby to watch birds, and within just an hour or so, she got that baby. She'd say, Aiden, there's a bird, and he'd look. He got to where he recognized what that was. And within just a few hours, she had that baby saying bird. Bud, bud. Satan, there's another one. Bud. And he'd hold up that hand. Not very coordinated, but hold up that hand. I said that to brag on my grandbaby how smart he is like his papa, but to go a little bit further.
I don't think we realize how important it is to be a gatekeeper to our family and our kids and our home and for them to see us. I wonder what my family would think if next Sunday morning I'd just decide not to go to church and I'd just sit home. I bet for the day was over, some would be asking me why. Why would that be? Because it's a habit they know I'm in church every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning. How important is it that my Bible sits by my table, by my chair? It sits there, sometimes more than one Bible, but always one there. Because occasionally I'll see a grandbaby sitting in that chair with that Bible open. Important to be that gatekeeper. Say, well, it don't matter, miss here and there and yonder. It, it really doesn't as far as our relationship with God. Because I'm saved whether I'm here or not. Because I've, I, it's, an, it's a heart thing. But as being a gatekeeper, it takes more than that. Being a gatekeeper. Being a gatekeeper praying over our food. Being a gatekeeper that if one of them's sick, they'll call for prayer. Being a gatekeeper. I want to tell you how important it is for you to be a gatekeeper. Several years ago, some of the older young people that are now in their 20s remember that when we went on a trip to, uh, to Brownsville, their youth revival they were having down in the big thing. The guy that was here for Easter, what's his name? Michael Rowan slipped my mind. He was, did a human drama. That was about hell. And I want to close with this thought tonight. I'm not long. I didn't have a lot to say. I just wanted to say what God laid on my heart tonight. I told you if you really want to preach, you should have come this morning. Michael Rowan did a drama about hell. We had some of our young people scared to death. One in particular, Adam Rigney. He, he thought he was going to die. We scared Adam a whole lot of times in our youth group with a lot of things. But Michael Rowan came out as a person from hell. Blood and chains all over him. Come up on stage, it was a drama. In fact, it was somebody else talking to Michael Rowan, but in essence, coming from hell and come back, come back from hell and ask the person, why didn't you tell me about hell? Why didn't you tell me about this and what was going to happen to me if I didn't give my heart to God? Why didn't you tell me about all this pain and all of this suffering? And that popped in my mind when that thought gatekeeper came to on my mind of 
how many kids are going to come up to their parents in hell and say, why wouldn't you my gatekeeper? Why didn't you make me go to church? Why didn't you sit down with me and read the Bible to me? Why didn't we have family devotions at home so I wouldn't be here in this place? Why didn't you set the example for me and be the gatekeeper of my home? That, I couldn't get away from that. Couldn't get away from that. But that got into my spirit of how important it is, Jeanette, to be the gatekeeper of my house. Your kids may be gone, but you can still pray. It's your obligation to pray for them, to seek God for them. We've got to be the gatekeeper. When we see all of these things that are going on, now I'm closing. Michelle, come, come the piano. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. When we see all the things that are going on in the world and in society today, I'm not getting concerned about where I'm going, but I sure am getting concerned about everybody around me. Have I done everything I can do? I got to be the gatekeeper. I got to be the gatekeeper. We're obligated to be the gatekeeper. The Lord's quickly coming. Quickly coming. We've all said that all of our life. We said that. We've heard it all of our life. But as quickly as things have happened, this year, I used to say the last five years, don't even have to say that anymore. Just this year, just this year, the things that we see that's happening, that's leading up to the coming of the Lord. It can't be long, church. It can't be long. It can't be long. How well of a gatekeeper have you been? It's not too late. Until we breathe our last breath, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late to teach your family and for them to see in you what they need to see. It's not too late. It was so important to the Levites. So important to keep the gate. <laughs> He's coming, church. He's coming. Would you stand with me?
I really don't know what to do right now. So all I'm going to do is if you need to pray and want to pray, want to seek God, let's come down to the altars for a season of prayer, search our lives, see what we can do differently. God will help you. I want to tell you, God is so concerned about you seeing your family saved. Maybe you didn't get saved till later in your life, or maybe you hadn't been the, 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 the royal priest of your home like you should be. If you're sincere, I believe God to the fullest, Wendell, that if we haven't done everything that we ought to do and we talk to God and share with God, I believe God will help us. If we weren't when our kids were little what we should have been, I believe that if we're sincere with God on wanting to be a gatekeeper and see our house, that's just how great God is, that he'll make a way for you right now. In the latter parts of your life, even if they're grown, that's how God is. Would you come? Let's just spend a little time in prayer. Would you come?